Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friend's houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years. Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin the Friday edition of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here. We're going to have Nick Whalen join us at the top of hour number two. Of course, he is the RotoWire senior analyst to break down everything in the NFL and maybe uh, also the NBA. Amal, I just. Again, if you're listening and watching across the network, I hope you caught the Lombardi line in the last segment, in the last couple hours with Patrick and Michael. And I I heard you were asked the question, what should we lead with today on big bets? Mm -hmm. Should we talk UFC? Well, you know, we're going to do first strike coming up later on today on the network because UFC is back, baby. So I'll have like the likes of Lou Finicaro and we'll have our cast of thousands to do that show later on the day. Should we lead with, I don't know, basketball? Should we lead with the Dallas Cowboys? And you you feel like you've been just inundated with Cowboy talk this week. I actually feel like we've been Cowboy light on this show for the last five days. Of course days. you do. If we ran 24 hours of Cowboy programming, you'd say it's not enough. Right? I mean, Kelly, I feel like I've contained myself. I, first of all, they're trying to play until Monday. Crescendo. It's criminal that this game was even brought up this week because they don't even play until Monday. It's a standalone. Yeah, that's right. We could have we could have avoided talking about it all week. We could have just picked it up on Monday. No, like, no discussion all week long. We'll just, you know what? Amal and I will take the show off on Monday. Just all you, Dave, two-hour Cowboy pregame show. Not Cowboys-Bucks pregame. Oh. Cowboy pregame Just show. Cowboy pregame Yeah. Yeah, we have Cowboy Watkins on. Sure. I'm down with that program. Uh, we will begin, obviously, today with what's going on in the NFL and the rest of the Super Wildcard weekend. And it is something that you talked about with Patrick and with Michael Lombardi. And, and you and I have talked about it all week. And that is Mike Williams will not be able to go for the Jack or excuse me for the Chargers against the Jaguars. 
What surprises me is this number was about even yeah. most of the week. It shot up to two, two and a half for the Chargers, even with the news that Mike Williams would not be able to go. So I look at it and I go, all right, Cowboys are two and a half on a Monday as a road favorite. I get that. Chargers, the same number, two and a half as a road favorite. Why hasn't this number come down towards the Jags? I would think Mike Williams would be at least maybe a half point, if not a full point move. Well, I don't think you're going to get that much for a wide receiver. And the other thing is, uh, to me, I still think the Chargers are a more complete team revenge spot against the Jacksonville team. Yes, they didn't. Uh, they did win the last game of the regular season, but didn't look great in that. And they mm-hmm. won five in a row. But when you look at some of the opponents they've beaten, Tennessee, Houston, the Jets, uh, Dallas, that was a good win that they had to come from behind win. But, you know, to me, that's one that Dallas let slip away. And then the game against Tennessee. Um, I still have some concerns about this team. I think it's a pretty good opportunity if you are the the Chargers playing against this Jacksonville team. You know, weather's not going to be a factor down in Duval, so you've got a great opportunity if you're Justin Herbert and company. But, you know, Brandon Staley, to me, mm. I would go full Pat Hayden here and fire Brandon Staley on the tarmac if the Chargers lose this game. Me too, Amosha. Me I, too. I would be like, listen, you're going to have to get your own transportation. Because well, that's what Pat Hayden, for those that don't did, remember, Lane Kiffin. did yes. Lane Kiffin at Arizona yes. State. Right. You're, like, you, you just, you're not going back to SC. You're done. But by the way, speaking of which, it's so funny. I was thinking about that, thinking about all, all things encompassing college football. Pat Hayden used to do Notre Dame games. Yeah. And then they had Drew Brees. You talk about the brilliance at NBC, huh? Why? What's next? They're going to bring in, you know, Matt Ryan to do Notre Dame games? <laughs> Can I show my age? I remember Pat Hayden as a quarterback with the Rams. And the reason why I liked Pat Hayden as a quarterback when he played football is because we're about the same height. On the ID, probably about 5'10". <laughs> so Pat Hayden's, a, the, li- Pat, on, Pat, on Pat Pat Hayden's a liar too, huh? Because <laughs> there's no way Pat Hayden's 5'10". I mean, you remember him playing days. He was, he he was tiny, so. right? He was about 5'8". But no, you're right. He literally fired Wayne Kiffin on the tarmac, said you're not coming back to SC. Your service is no longer required. I look at Brandon Staley, something we were talking about a little bit before the show here with me, you, and Kelly. I, I actually think he's done a good job this year of coaching. Last year I had a 1,000 questions and then some about his first year, and then week 18 happened. And then I went, whoa, Brandon Staley, dude, I, I've actually tried to come full 180 on you and come around and support you. And then you do this and you play guys that shouldn't be played and guys get hurt like Joey Bosa and Mike Williams. It yep. looks like Bosa's going to go. But but Williams, you said, didn't even make the trip. Yeah, this is, uh, and you know, that under further evaluation, a fracture was discovered. So oh. they even missed it the first time. He'll be out. It, it, it sounds like it's going to be a couple weeks. So even if they get past the Jags, He'll probably still be out. A couple of quick stats here. I, I just saw this with Char- Chargers offense this season with and without Mike Williams. With them, they're 8-5, and five, average 23.8 points per game, over 372 yards per game, over 276 passing yards per game. Without them, they're 2-2. Two, two and two. The points per game drops down to 20.3. Total yards, 317 and 248 passing yards. So a notable drop. I mean, some of that might be competition, obviously. Like Amal said, I don't know how much it's going to affect the spread. But, you know, notable difference with without Mike Williams this year. Yeah, great point. And you mentioned it, uh, one, in terms of the matchup. You'd have to see, was it against San Francisco? Was it against the Chiefs? Right. Those things would definitely be a factor in terms mm-hmm. of how you look at it. But I, I just thought a horrific decision by the Chargers. Uh in that situation, 
uh, really hurts them big time because he's such a big-bodied guy. He is legit, right? Like 6'3". He oh, is yeah. every yes. bit of 6'3". He's not lying on the driver's license. No, it's a, he doesn't need to lie on his height. Now, Josh Palmer is probably going to get a lot of those reps and, and a targets, you would assume, that Mike Williams won't. I, but we're talking about two different bodied receivers completely when you go to a, a Palmer versus a Mike Williams. I would agree with you, and I don't want to speak for Kelly here, but I know you're a Josh Palmer guy, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think there's a comparison. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, well, I'm saying there's a huge drop-off. Yeah, huge, yeah, yeah. fair enough. That's yeah. right. There's a huge drop-off. And what I'm really talking about is is you just mentioned the kind of Mike Williams can box you out, right, for basketball, basketball yeah. terms here. Josh Palmer can't do that. He's got to be a guy that maybe you design a play for, a trick play, gadget play, and try to get Josh Palmer in a little bit of space. Mike Williams is a guy you can throw contested balls to because he's going to go get them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He he does such a great job of kind of using a basketball term of boxing out to be able to make a play on the ball. Yep. Tremendous job there, and I think it's going to hurt this Chargers team. Look, I thought they were a team at 10-1 to 1 that would have been dangerous in the AFC because they have the talent and the capability of knocking off, whether it be Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City. But now you feel like without Williams now, depending on does he come back in the second week, probably not likely. Maybe an AFC championship game return possibility, but – Still, what what a poor decision. And, Kelly, you referenced them missing it the first time around. This is the same program that punctured Ty- Tyrod Yeesh. Taylor's lungs. So yep. I'm thinking I'm looking for new doctors. You are in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure you could find some better ones there. Over at Cedar sinai miss- or somewhere, you can go get somebody that's yeah, I think better. You're going to have to clean house again because I think they did after that After that uh, happened with Tyrod. How do you miss a broken bone on a guy's back? I don't. I don't. You know, you know what? My guess Especially is it's probably wheel off the off the field. Well, we saw it. Like, this guy. It's looks probably, bad. It's probably like a hairline fracture, and it's probably something minuscule. And you know, may, maybe they just. I don't know. They missed it. I'm not trying to justify it, but. Still, this this organization has not done well from a medical standpoint for their players. It was it was just one of those. I mean, sometimes we always like to say, "Hey, we're not doctors here." But sometimes you see things on the field, like him coming off the field of that game. You're like, and like immediately afterward, they're like, "Well, he'll be questionable for but next week." I'm questionable. like, "Questionable." What, wait, wait a minute. Look like he's walking for four days. I think. First of all, let me tell you something. I am a hell of a lot more qualified to give medical advice than half the people on Twitter are to give betting advice. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you that right now. To quote Mike Tyson, "I broke my back, spinal." From Jim Gray, one of the greatest post-fight interviews of all time. Uh, other news that I just wanted to get to briefly here. Brian Gutekunst is, of course, the GM of the Green Bay Packers. He says that they will, quote-unquote, um, take some time, I believe is the exact. Yeah, that's the quote. Take some time to figure out the future of one A.A. Ron with the Packers. Now, Roger says he's going to take the time, right? Now, if I'm Gutekunst, and remember, he and, and Rogers did not get along. For those that don't know kind of the, the backstory here, Gutekunst came up through the organization, right, rose up from kind of low-level stuff all the way to be the GM. So Rodgers knew him in the whole plight on the way up the ladder for Gutekunst. And it was almost like Rodgers never took him seriously right. because he was kind of beneath him on the whole pecking order. Now he's the GM calling the shots. I feel like they've had a, a maybe a come-to-Jesus talk, and these two guys are now on the same page because it sounded like all Rodgers wanted before last year when he signed a big contract extension in the offseason was to be, I want to be part of the conversations. Well, when I hear this, that, like, we're going to take some time, it says Rodgers is going to take some time to decide his future, like, what are, what are we waiting on? Like, you gave Rodgers everything he wanted, right? You got him kid receivers. Those kids are growing up. They're going to be second-year guys next year. Right, you brought in a guy like Randall Cobbs, a guy he wanted specifically on the Rodgers wish list. You gave him a new contract. He got paid. If I'm Gutekunst, I'm like, well, dude, now you, now you got to play. 
right? Like we did all this for you to be part of the long-term future, not just a one-year deal. I can tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers is going nowhere. Uh, Jordan Love's got two years left on the rookie deal. Aaron Rodgers is slated to make in yearly cash next year. You want to guess? Tell me. $59.515 million. He's not walking away from that? No. 59 reasons to stay. And a half on top. Now, remember last year, Rodgers went through this whole kind of cleansing thing, and he went in the rainforest, and he was, you know, he was like a wrestler, parts unknown. You didn't know where he was. He was, I mean, just all, like, by the way, that sounds really fun to me in a way. You got to have $59 million in the bank to be able to do stuff like that, where you just get lost, and nobody kind of knows where you are for a couple months. He can't do that again. He can't kind of hold the organization hostage, can he? Well, they allow him to. This is part of the problem. To me, if you're the general manager and you're the team, you say, listen, we, we have a drop-dead deadline on you of, say, April 1st yeah. before the draft. We need to know, if we, you know what, what our situation is, where are we looking to go, what are we looking to do. Because so, we have the draft coming up. Absolutely. And to me, I, I think at some point in time, you know, it's like in, 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 in Tropic Thunder. Mm. We don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> you can't be held hostage by Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I just equated him to a terrorist. If you're going to hold the entire state of Wisconsin hostage, then you are a terrorist. Was that Les Grossman? Les Grossman, Tom Cruise's best part ever. Yeah. I can't say what he said, but he gets really angry. It's fantastic. And then plays ludicrous at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. By the way, so like if management gave you everything you asked for and then you said, I got to think about it, what are you thinking about? If management gave me everything I asked for, I would have said, do you have a pen? Put some more zeros on there, boys. We're going to come back and talk more about the first round of Super Wild Card Weekend next here on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really against Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest games, well, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits are going to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. We continue this edition here on a Friday of Big Bets. Dave Ross and Malshaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Let's take a look at some of the other games. We, we of course, mentioned the Chargers game highlighted by the fact that Mike Williams will not be able to go, yet that line has really stayed put here, if not gone up in the way of the Chargers. The two and a half, the total stayed right there, open at 47 and a half. It has not really moved at all all week long. One game that has moved, and it's the first game of the board for Super Wildcard Weekend. That would be in San Francisco. Now, this number opened as high as 11. Mm -hmm. I saw some 10.5s out there, and then immediately got bet down under 10 to 9.5, and that's the Niners against the Seahawks. That really hasn't moved once it hit 9.5. We haven't seen it move back up to 10, haven't seen it gone down to 9. It's kind of stayed put right there. The total has come down to 42. Now, we're expecting bad weather in the Bay, and I'm no Willard Scott, but I do recall even as far back as, say, the 92 game with Aikman and the Cowboys when they were seven-point underdogs, and Jimmy Johnson said, we will win the game. You could put it in six-inch bold type. That was a rain game, too. If you remember, there was all the talk back then about the field. So this – now, this is not the same. That was Candlestick Park. This is now in Santa Clara. But the fields have always been kind of in question – with the Niners when they get bad weather. Who do you think it, it helps if we do get kind of a, a mutters track out there on Saturday? Does it favor San Fran or Seattle? Um, you know, to me, it favors San Francisco. I know Michael Lombardi likes it to favor Seattle in this one, but I think San Francisco's ability to run the football with CMC, uh, what they can do defensively, I think it'll present some challenges. I, I don't think either of these teams are that reliant on the passing game with it. You're extremely concerned, but... I, I just think the 49ers are a complete football team. They've been able to decimate opponents so far this year in certain spots, and I think this is going to be one of those games where San Francisco does just that. Never thrilled about laying nine and a half points in a playoff game. Mm. Um, 
I really need Seattle to win this game, but I just don't see that happening. I think it's more wishful thinking than anything else. And if you look at the 49ers guys over the last, they've, they've, they're on a 10 game winning streak during that 10 game winning streak. How many games do you think that they've won by 10 points or less? Oh, I think they've won all of them. They, they won eight out of 10 by 10 points or more. Wow. And again, they're one of the best teams ATS as we just showed 11 and six uh, against the number this year. What surprises me is Seattle's been one of the worst teams ATS, 7-10. and 10. And why that surprises me is, does that show that the public quickly came around on them? Because, again, if you go back to the beginning of the year, when they were going to go start Geno Smith, oh, my goodness, what, starting Geno, what year is this? You trade away Russell Wilson, and you think Seattle's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They get that win over Denver, then we found out what Denver was, so maybe that win doesn't even look like it did after week one. But yet, it feels like they were still, they underperformed, at least against the number all year. That surprises me, Amal, because I didn't have great expectations for Seattle. I will say, I grabbed 10 and a half when they popped on Monday. As the week's gone on, I don't feel as good about that wager. But my initial lean was, one, it's divisional rival. Two, it is one coach that's dominated the other historically, and that's that's Pete Carroll's had a really good job, done a really good job against Kyle Shanahan. Now, Shanahan won both those games this year with two different quarterbacks at play, and now he's going to have a third different quarterback at play here because we saw Trey Lance in that week two outing. He gets hurt now when Jimmy G comes in, and then, of course, Jimmy G gets hurt later on in the year. So I do think Pete Carroll knows how to scheme it up against Kyle's offense. The problem is, is his personnel good enough to stop it? I don't think it is, but also I think San Francisco has their best quarterback now. I think when you look at the fact that Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy gives you mobility. All the guys are accurate, not overwhelmingly accurate. I think they're solid. This 49ers team is a complete football team. The only question mark remains still is that quarterback because you've got a young guy in Brock Purdy. Remember Mr. Irrelevant in Mm -hmm. the draft for people that are unfamiliar, last pick of the NFL draft last year. But they scored seven points with about three minutes to go in the fourth quarter in that game in Seattle. They were down 21-6 to there. Uh, you know, this could be a scenario where you may have to backdoor the game, but I, I just think San Francisco refocused new opportunity here in the postseason. They know they're good enough to win the Super Bowl, and I think they take care of business against this uh, Seattle team. Give the Seahawks credit, but of their nine wins, three of them came against teams with winning records. The other six came against teams under 500. So I'm not ready to jump, uh, you know, and get excited about the Seahawks team because you've beaten up on bad teams. You have to take into consideration the schedule at times who you beat. And I understand hey, we play who's in front of us. Still, you have to be able to show some competency against some other opponents. And I look at down the stretch, you see they lost five of their last eight games Mm -hmm. against the Buccaneers, the Raiders, the Panthers, the Niners, the Chiefs. In that stretch, they beat the Rams twice and they beat the Jets. They got, right, they had their their hot point of the season, four wins in a row at the beginning of the year. That's when Kenneth Walker was healthy, right? And he was looking like potentially could be the rookie of the year at that point, right? Geno Smith was on track at that point to be comeback player of the year. And then the trip to Germany happened and they lose that tight one of the Bucs and they never felt like they were the same. Now they yeah. did right the ship at the end, win the last two to put them in position for the Packers to lose to kind of, you can say back to where they're way into the playoffs. My question is, is Kenneth Walker healthy? Cause Jordan Brooks is not. And for those who are not familiar with Jordan Brooks, he was really the, the replacement for Bobby Wagner uh, in the middle of that defense. And with him out, my concern is how do they stop the run? If Jordan Brooks can't go and he's not going, how, how do you do that if you're Pete Carroll? Because you're right. If Debo is – we know Debo is not Debo right now. He's banged up too. So you got kind of an injured, gutting it out Kenneth Walker, injured, gutting it out Debo Samuel, but you still have a really healthy CMC. 
So to me, there's advantages there on the San Francisco side to be able to run the ball. And if Seattle can't stop the run, you don't need to worry about Brock Purdy beating you over the top because they'll just run the ball right down your throats. Yeah, absolutely. I love everything you said, but I think the competitiveness of this game is going to be shorter than the speech you just gave. To me, I think you're going to need to find a college basketball game somewhere around 2 o'clock Pacific time to start watching. Look, the Niners are a more complete football team. You look at it on the offensive line. Trent Williams, that offensive line has done a tremendous job. CMC, which you referenced, he's done a great job. Over 1,000 yards in 10 games in San Francisco, catching and running the football. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Look, Brandon Ayuk, if he's on another team, he's probably their number one receiver depending on which team, obviously, but he's a really good receiver, really talented. That defense, Nick Bosa's had a hell of a year. What, 18 and a half sacks? Yeah, probably going to be the uh, defensive player of the year. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Is my earpiece cut out? He's probably going to be defensive player of the year. Micah got hurt. Once Micah got hurt. Yeah, whatever. You knew 11 wasn't going to get that award. <laughs> Dude, Penn State hasn't had a good defensive player in the league in, I don't know, uh, since what? Jack, although, Jack, Jack, one of the Jacks. Which one? This. Lambert or Ham went to Penn State. One went to Kent. I don't remember which one. Nick, Nick missed Aaron. time. Nick missed time. Micah gutted it out. There's a, like Micah kept going, even though he probably should have sat a couple of those weeks. So people look at the numbers and go, oh, that's good. But when Bosa sits and all of a sudden he comes back and he gets three sacks. So there's like the explosiveness of Bosa over the solid, steady, steady storm that is Micah Parsons. By the way, I already know the excuses on Tuesday. We got beat by the greatest player of all time. Right, yep. It was a road game. Mike McCarthy's our head coach. I, I mean, I already hear the Micah Parsons excuses. I can't wait till he's Tuesday. He's banged up them all. He's banged up, so the defense can't be as good. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's all that. Those are all Go, facts. I want to circle back, Dave, to, to what you brought up, that just mentioning the ATS schedules. I think this is it's interesting. I was looking more into this, and this is kind of what I suspected. So the beginning of the season – they go six and nine, uh, or, or six, they cover six out of their first nine games. Okay, but that is, that's because Seattle was a surprise to us all, right? right. Including the including the odds makers. And then what happens is you start to adjust, and there's an over adjustment, right? They only cover one of their remaining games, so that's why you're seeing that bad that bad ATS record. I think it's something to take away for other sports, other situations. Keep that in mind when a team starts off really hot. There's often going to be over adjustments by the books that you can take advantage of. I- I hear everything you're saying. I think you make a lot of great, great points there because they were catching points in spots, and then all of a sudden they're laying points. The one thing with me, though, I don't put a ton of stock in ATS record over the course of a season. Mm-hmm. You know, people will sit there and say Alabama six and six ATS. Well, you know, the problem is when they're playing one of these uh, schools that they're using they're as a page, fifty. Yeah, exactly. Right. That, that, that doesn't mean anything to me. Tell me how you're doing against Georgia. How you're doing against Tennessee? That's where the rubber meets the road. And dude, I thought Kelly made a great point with Seattle. You look at the early part of the schedule. They were catching points like crazy, right? They would never be a home favorite against Denver in week 17. Uh, they would never be a home dog, excuse me. Right, right yeah. In that catching spot. Catching six at home in that game. They were ca- Great. They were catching six. So now they're probably a three or four point favorite. They won that game 17-16. Now the score is probably going to be different when they play in week uh, 18. Mm-hmm. But my to Kelly's point, I, I think it's a completely different dynamic and scenario. I think in the Falcons game, they were a short favorite in that one. Um, so I, I think all those things yeah, are a factor. One point favorite. Well, the, the one that really stuck out to me was the Germany game. Because if you remember, they had won four in a row at that point, mm-hmm. and they were getting three against the yep. – well, I mean, the Buccaneers have been struggling all year. And everybody back to Bucks, and the Bucks came through. I mean, they won by five. But that, that was one of those tells where it was like the books still don't even buy in that Seattle, even though they've won four in a row, we're still going to make them three-point dogs on a neutral field in Germany. Tampa reminds me of the Zags. Right, like Zags were struggling, struggling all game last night at BYU, and then all of a sudden Strother hits a game winner, says bye bye, see you later. We're that's out. Don't cover season, right? That's what Tampa right? Bay's whole season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't worry about cover numbers; just win the game and get <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly. Uh, much more on Super Wild Card Weekend next here on Big Bets. 
VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. If you're a smoker or dipper who's tried, tried making the change in the past, no one's going to blame you for thinking all newer nicotine products have one thing in common. They don't work. They're either too complicated to use, they don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Unlike other forms of nicotine, Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free. Its upper lip pouch means you don't have to spit, so dippers, you can throw away those spit bottles. And smokers, you might be surprised to learn that Zen offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Plus, Zen is low-profile enough to enjoy anytime, anywhere. You might be surprised how simple and satisfying Zen really is. So buy Zen online and find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We roll on this edition of Big Bets here on VEASAN. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. And Amal, just very uh, shameless plug. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Britton Hess, Rob Moreno. They do a great job producing First Strike each and every week. We're going to have First Strike back because the UFC is back this week. But Rob just tweeted this at me, and I wanted to share this with you because we're co-hosts, and I think we should share important information. The Rams last year finished 12-5. and They lost the last game of the season. Matt Stafford led the league in INTs. They won the Super Bowl. The Cowboys this year, 12-5, and five, lost the last game of the season, and Dak leads the league in INTs. Oh, come on, Rob. you Quince. got work to do. Come on. Rob Moreno, great work, Rob. Thank you for forwarding that to me. I need like six opens made. Stop helping out, Dave. First of all, Rob, Rob's from Miami. <laughs> I think he's a Chargers fan, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yep. I'm not so saying what, what is Rob tweeting this nonsense because this is is pertinent information i'm not saying put everything on the cowboys to win the super bowl but you have to feel encouraged if you believe in maybe coincidences you know dave i've been very fortunate during my tenure here at beast and i've liked my co-host brent musburger (laughs) mike palm and yourself and i have to tell you dave aside from the fact that i need the buccaneers financially Uh you are making me root for the buccaneers oh come on just because I can't take it anymore. How I mean, many more advantages do you need? You got the goat. We got to play in the blue uniforms. It's Monday hey. night. It's in Tampa. I mean, you've got every built-in advantage that you need. You know, listen, I'm not taking Michael Jordan in a pickup game right now because he's 59 years old. <laughs> My point being is just because Brady's great or was great in the past doesn't mean he's going to perform at the same level currently. Look, this would be an interesting matchup, but I don't believe either of these teams advance past this weekend. And that's the problem, too. You're going to have a short week for the winner. And I know that that's nothing they really care about. I think it's a about. big deal. I do, too. I, I thought it's unfortunate you're putting them on a they're, – now, they're going to play the late game on Sunday. Sure. But still. But it's an extra day. I, you know, I heard of Levante David, uh, the star line, one of the star linebackers for the Buccaneers, and I was glad he said it. They asked him, they said, hey, do you like being marquee Monday night? And he goes, no. He goes, you know, it's, it's a short week because he's thinking in terms of them winning and moving on. And I'm like, I'm glad he said it because, you know, what the PC thing is now. Oh, we just happen to be here and, you know, we'll, well win and worry about the next team. No, it's you're, you're at a competitive disadvantage when we're trying to make everything as even as possible. I expect the stupid question out of the Tampa media. I've seen some of the dumb questions they've asked this year of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers players throughout the course of the season. And to that point, Levante David is absolutely correct. You are in the NFL. It is a marquee matchup. You're in the playoffs. You are one of the 14 teams. It's all marquee. And as, you know, Mike Pritchard said yesterday in our conversation, revenue sharing, they're doing this for revenue. You put one standalone game, like basically Monday night football on the playoffs, 
I mean, what's that rating going to get? It's going to be massive come Monday night. Well, with DeMora Smith as their union head, I'm sure they'll probably sign up for 55 games in 60 days coming up in the next negotiation. <laughs> I mean, look, from that standpoint, and as a fan, it'll be great to watch the standalone game. But I get it from the player's perspective of, like, this is a competitive disadvantage because if the Cowboys win and the, the seeds hold – they got to go to Philadelphia the following week, and that's not going to be easy playing the number one seed with an extra day, of, or extra week, and a day of rest. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because uh, if Seattle or the Giants were to upset mm-hmm. the uh, the 49ers or the Vikings, respectively, then you have a which situation in which the winner of Dallas and Tampa would go to that team. Uh, or they would they, go, they would go to, it, Tampa to the, could, they right. either San Francisco or Minnesota. So interesting to see what happens here. This I think the NFC is wide open. I, do I think the AFC is better at the top. I think when you look at the other four teams, I don't think they're as good. You know, by the way, and I've I, you know this is what certain networks are going to do at this time, and I, I get it. You're you're filling some content, but the the question was, would Tom? Is this the last opportunity for Tom Brady to play in a Super Bowl? And then it's something that you and I did yesterday, kind of the exercise of looking at the NFC. And you look at the numbers, right? The Eagles are short favorite, plus $1.75. The, the Niners next at plus $1.80. Then the numbers drop, right? The, the Buccaneers are 10 to 1. Cowboys 5 to 1. Vikings 12 to 1. Giants and Seahawks long shots at 25 and 30 to 1. And the reason why I think it's kind of a ridiculous question to pose that way is you look at all the quarterbacks in the NFC, right? Where would you put Tom Brady today in that group? He might still be number one or number two behind Jalen Hurts. I mean, to, to think that Tom Brady in the NFC, there is just not the AFC. You got monsters. You got Joe Burrow. You got Josh Allen. You got Patrick Mahomes. I get that. That's going to be tough to run the gauntlet. But in the NFC, Tom Brady is equal to, to me or as good as anybody that's currently still playing. And you, Justin Herbert as well. Yeah. I would think in the NFC, he's probably the second best quarterback playing right now in the playoffs behind Jalen Hurts. Hurts had a tremendous season. Go ahead. And maybe he's the one you trust the most, just because his what? knowledge. Who else would you trust in this situation more than Tom Brady? Well, nobody. Obviously, I mean, the experience, just having been in so many of these situations, makes a huge difference in terms of how this team's been able to perform. So, uh, really, to me, when I look at them, I think the key for them is can their defense make some plays, and then can they just get a little bit out of the running game? I, I'm with it. They, they really don't run it very well. They have run stoppers like Levante David and certainly 45 Devin, Devin White is just a stud to watch play linebacker. You know, I always talk about Micah, how much I like watching 11 play. 45 was the guy I watched almost religiously week in and week out before 11 came to the league because I love to watch great linebackers play. Let's get to the other side, the AFC. And the Dolphins and the Bills. Like, we just talked about the quarterbacks in the NFC, right? There is, I know they'll never admit it. There is pressure on Josh Allen now. Okay, look, he was dynamic last year in that loss to Kansas City. Josh Allen did everything possible he could do other than the rules, you know, to, to get Buffalo to a, to a title game and, and possibly to a Super Bowl. But now you're 13 and a half point favorites. You're going up against Skylar Thompson. Mm-hmm. You're playing in Orchard Park. They don't have Tua Tungavailoa. Tyreek Hill's been banged up the last couple weeks. Yeah, Cheetah's going to go, but maybe he's not the same Cheetah that we've seen. Y- you can't lose this game. I don't think they will lose the game. But sometimes, all there's pressure when you are supposed to go out there and run roughshod over somebody else. I would agree with you, but I think Buffalo should be able to get this through this game against Miami fairly comfortably. The offense has had good success in both outings against the Dolphins this year, but the familiarity which you talked about with Seattle and San Francisco could be a little bit of a concern covering such a big number at 13, 13 and a half right now. 
It is 13 and a half officially now and 43 and a half in this one. So a little bit of a challenge for Buffalo in terms of the big number, but you win this game and then next up, you have an opportunity. You're going to host another game and then your third game would be in Atlanta. Right. So you look pretty good in terms of the way things play out. I like Buffalo's chances to be able to get to the Super Bowl if they can get through uh, potentially whoever it is they would face next weekend. I think this weekend they get through Miami comfortably. I'm with you. I think they do too. And, and again, we're, we're talking about competitive balance, right? In the NFC, they're doing the Monday night game. So maybe not the, the same balance for everybody with the same number of days off before you get to the, to the next round of the playoffs. Yes, the Bills have to play the extra game. And there was a situation that had they beaten the Bengals and they played that game out, they would have been the one seed. And we wouldn't have had this contingency plan of playing the AFC title game between Kansas City and Buffalo in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. But still, it's an extra game. That well, feels like uh, you know wear and tear on the bodies, injuries, those sort of things. That could add up before you potentially get to a Kansas City down the road. Yeah, there's two arguments to be made for the Bills here. Pro, one pro and one against in terms of, well, if they win in Cincinnati and then they beat uh, the Patriots, they're going to host, right? You get the bye week and then you would have hosted and played two games at home. However, on the flip side, if they lost a game to Cincinnati, they could have dropped down. To the, they would have dropped down to the three seed. Right. And then you have to go on the road to Cincinnati and then Kansas City. So a lot of things to be determined there. We don't know how it would have played out. Um, I think all the circumstances being considered, I think the Buffalo Bills are in great shape. You're going to play two games at home. And then you'd have to go to Atlanta at a neutral site in a dome. I think that would bode well for uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and company. Two to one right now for the Bills to win the AFC. Four to one to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I feel like at the beginning of the year, we can go back to those summer numbers, right? They were the clear-cut favorites to win the Super Bowl. Shortest favorites uh, on on the board and certainly win the AFC as well. Now that's flipped ever so slightly. Because the Chiefs are now the favorite, do you like the Bills a little bit better? These numbers are not huge numbers, but you're getting better pricing than you would have six months ago. I do, and I think the fact that we're looking at Kansas City, Buffalo not having to play uh, at home, I, I think it favors Buffalo a little bit. I think being at Arrowhead would have been advantageous for the Chiefs. And being in Orchard Park, you'd say the weather would have been a factor beneficial potentially for Buffalo. But I never understood the assumption that just because the team plays there, that it's an advantage, right? To me, I mean, Josh Allen's case, he played at Wyoming. It gets cold up in Lubbock. Maybe not obviously as cold as Orchard Park. (laughs) But my my point is you're playing in situations and places where some of these guys, Kelsey's from Cleveland. I mean, you know, some of these guys are are used to the colder weather. They'll be fine. It was always funny to me, like, you know, like, did, did Favre and Rodgers like playing in the cold yeah. just because it's Green Bay? They're not. Yeah, he's from Mississippi and Chico, California. California kid here, right? Yeah. He's not born and raised in, in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. All right, let's come back. Let's uh, continue to talk Super Wild Card Weekend next here on Big Bets. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom? This is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and much more. It is a whole new Ballgame. We continue this Friday edition of Big Bets here. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. I want to read this tweet to you from one Lamar Jackson. He said this yesterday on Twitter. Thank you for everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain of the borderline on the borderline of a strain three. There's still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits. As I continue with treatments on the road to recovery, I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance. Two purple hearts. Now, we could that's information we could have used six weeks ago. That it was a strain, the PCL2, maybe borderline three. But we were told then, and we talked about it on the show then, week to week, day to day, where hopefully we can go Sunday. Well, six Sundays have come and gone. They knew. They knew this guy wasn't right. They knew he wasn't ready, but they played that mind game week after week after week after week after week. And then he puts this out on social media, and I look at this mall and I go, who is this for? The Ravens knew this. Who, was, who are these tweets intended for? The next potential team that Lamar Jackson plays for? No, I don't think so. I, I, I just think that, you know, people were kind of wondering and speculating at this point in time what's going on, and he just decided to publicly address it. And 
you know, it looks like it's going to be the end of the road for him in this 2022 season. Um, look, I, I would love to see they kind of take in a game plan that we saw with the Tennessee Titans against Jacksonville, run the ball, throw the ball when necessary and go from there. Um, like run a Joshua Dobbs type offense with Anthony Brown. If, if we, if Huntley can't go. Yeah, absolutely. And Huntley, by the way, I believe is questionable, correct? I think Kelly's got it. Yeah, he's questionable right now. So that's an upgrade, right? He didn't play last week. Of course, Anthony Brown played last week in Cincinnati. We saw that number balloon to 11 and a half last week once the news came that they're going with the rookie at Oregon. The number is now nine. Mm -hmm. This has gone way up. Kelly got a great number, six and a half when it opened. And that was then kind of, that's the book speculating that maybe Lamar is going to go. Daniel LaRusso is going to fight, but then Daniel LaRusso couldn't fight. They swept, they, they swept the leg and there's no Mr. Miyagi to fix it. So he can't get out there. And now the numbers back up to nine. What do you do? Cause we don't know who's still going to play quarterback. Well, Daniel LaRusso probably can't fight cause he's in his fifties, but what the, the reality, once you of, know, Miyagi do karate, it lasts uh, a lifetime. You know, to me, the big challenge is can this defense slow down this Bengals offense enough? And if they can do that, I think they can control the ball a little bit with Edwards and Dobbins running the football. Um, they've got to be plus one or two in the turnover margin. It doesn't have to be a huge number like we talked about with Miami or with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but I think as long as they're on the plus side, at least one on the turnover category, they can't turn the ball over. Mm. Even, even if you get two and you give up one, I still think it's going to hurt them in this game. You've got the best kicker I've ever seen in the history of the National Football League. You got to play, you know, manage the clock, shorten the game. That's your best chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Plus, like, I know that Zach Taylor now is a Super Bowl head coach. John Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl, right? There is a difference. We're still giving the coaching edge here to John Harbaugh, correct? Well, remember that next time you bring up Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, why, why did that go to Jimmy G? Well, because yesterday you mentioned he's been to a Super Bowl, and as well, you remember, yes. and you said there's a difference in having one one there and is. not. So I just wanted to make sure you're clear on that next time you try to sell <laughs> me on Jimmy Garoppolo. I told yeah. you, Kelly. I said I got these amateurs trying to argue with me here. I mean, come on. You did. You did stow that one. That one away pretty good. I, I'm telling you, man. You don't drink. The memory remains sharp even when you're 100 years old. So there is a difference. <laughs> we're we're going to give the coaching edge to John Harbaugh. But again, you're right. They got to win the turnover battle. That's that's going to be number one. You know, Josh Towers came in. Of course, we love uh, talking baseball with Josh. All things sports. And he mentioned, why not just go single wing? Like, let's just let Gus Edwards and the boys just run it down to the throats and let's not kid ourselves. We can't throw the football. Yeah, with all due respect to my boy, JT, this is a guy that will tell you right now, Tiger Wood should be probably a minus $5 favorite to win the Masters. So, you know, we'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt. Like myself, I'm a big Ravens backer in this postseason. I've got the Ravens to win the Super Bowl and to win the AFC, but I just have not discussed it because I know that it's not happening. Gus is questionable, too. Everybody's questionable. We're all questionable. Apparently, let me ask you this: uh, do, I get, do they, I get a refund if the team doesn't make it to Cincinnati? Is there, you know, if they opt out, do I have an opportunity here? This is amazing, though. How many guys, you know, at the end of the year, and this is why we're getting on Brandon Staley today for playing Mike Williams yeah. and Joey Bosa. Like we're trying to get guys just to show up for the biggest games. You're playing them in a meaningless game, then they get hurt. At least Harbaugh is sitting as guys, and they still can't go. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, though, the one thing I think that needs to change in the preseason, the NFL, is you've got to get guys in these preseason games and playing and getting contact. And it just seems like the last several years, the injuries have increased exponentially because the lack of uh, basically physical contact during the preseason. Yeah, you're right. Once, you know, look, I'm old enough when I covered Marty Schottenheimer in D.C. and those guys are doing two days and Oklahoma drills. Hey, those things are dead, right? That, that day in the NFL is gone. 
It's been actually it's out of the uh, in the players' contracts and the NFLPA. You can't even do that legally anymore. But there was something. I'm sure the old timers will tell you, like Rick Doc Walker, that some of that stuff was good because it did condition your body and get you ready for physical contact. And now you see guys and they're dropping like flies. You, you hope that everybody's healthy, but this is just not one of those games that you can go out there and expect good health. Yeah, the Oklahoma drill, for people that are unfamiliar with it, started back at Oklahoma. Oh, man. And it was, I don't know if that was Bud Wilkinson or Barry Switzer who actually implemented it, but you go one-on-one against somebody in your position group that would play opposite. If you're an offensive lineman, you go up against a defensive lineman. And the whole team's watching, and it's it's in a circle. So that's mano a mano. You you got to show your strength there. So you got to get up for that. And to your point, it's one of those things that brings out the competitive nature in you. And you know you don't see those types of things quite as much anymore. We did those in the Marine Corps too. Oh. I'll, I'll just tell you that I didn't fare very well. But I participated. Hey, listen, I, but I did it. No, but listen, the fact that you were in the Marine Corps, first kicked, of all, hats off, hats off to you. But also anybody that's a United States Marine Corps member, United States Army, United States Navy. You know, hats off to them. They're they're putting their lives on the line, not just that, the mental fortitude, the toughness that goes along with it. I don't think the average person can even begin to fathom what it is. I'm sure that that's been outlawed in the Marine Corps these days, too. But those were, they, were, they were fun days, even though I got my ass kicked. Okay, the, the uh, Giants against the Vikings. Now, this number hasn't moved all week long. Yeah. Right at three. That total still feels high to me. Again, if you go back to the game yeah. on Christmas Eve, that was a dead under until somehow it wasn't a dead under. The Giants come down late, get a touchdown and a two, and that forced, I believe, 24 all, which then, the, the you, unless there was a tie in the regular season, somehow in the NFL you could have a tie. They ended that with a 61-yard field goal to get that game to go over. Doesn't that feel high to you, 48 and a half? I, it does a little bit because you mentioned that game. There was a block punt. Giants hit a big play, get it down the field, uh, able to move the ball in. And that was a 27-24 final. It didn't really seem like it was going to get there in that football game. And I think you bring up a good point. Maybe you look towards the under here. Uh, do you, don't you think of the six games this weekend on paper from a competitive standpoint? Forget from your bets yep. or from who you want to win. This feels like the best matchup on this weekend. It really does. I'm on the Vikings, too. I know Kelly's on the Vikings. And, and, the, re- and the reason being is I think the, the Vikings, their defense has been awful. Mm-hmm. They, they've played a little bit better down the stretch, just a little bit, enough. That, to me, it's going to be one of those things. I got to take away Saquon. And if I can take away Saquon, who hurts you on the outside with the Giants with the receivers, right? Like, like to me, if I get beat by Saquon, that's on me. I can't allow that to happen. If anybody else, if Danny Dimes rolls out and makes plays all of a sudden with no-name receivers, okay, I can live with that. I can't live with their best player beating me. Don't you guys feel like this is a bit of the Bernard Madoff bull, right? Like, both teams are fraudulent (laughs) to a certain extent. I mean, when you look at Minnesota, wow. you sit there and you go, eh, you know, you guys have eked out a lot of close wins. If you're the Giants, probably not as good as the, you know, your record indicates. They both have negative point differentials. Do they? I didn't realize they the both The Bernie do. Madoff Bowl is a fantastic moniker. Like I would, like with all the bad bowl names we had in college football, yeah. how about the Bernie Madoff Bowl? That would have been fantastic. You can get it sponsored. You can, you can make another million. Who are you going to get sponsored by? A defense attorney? Well, no, what about <laughs> that Sam Bankman Freed guy? <laughs> that guy, uh, he's he's facing his own oh, legal issues. Yeah, he can't. He's he, might not, be, he might be down to a PD eventually. I think <laughs> he's not in a position right now to spend uh, any more people's money. No. But you're right. It, it does feel like these two teams nobody takes seriously. Right. That even whoever wins this game, nobody's going to bet them next the next week, right? Because if Minnesota wins, more than likely they're going to be on the road. If the Giants win, we know they're going to be on the road. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I'll tell you what, though. I, I think – let me ask you a question. Sure. In the AFC or the NFC, which conference feels more wide open to you? NFC. I, like, to me, it's a battle of the big three in the AFC. Okay. And in the NFC, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I kept saying all year in the network, I thought the Eagles would hit the wall. They hit it at the end of the year. Now, did, did they – are they able to rebound enough now – with some of the key injuries of the offensive line, Jalen Hurts not being the same guy with his injury, whether it's a collarbone or a shoulder. I just feel like they're not where they were six weeks ago because of injury. And I don't know that I trust the Eagles like I did back then. Tend to agree with you, and I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's wide open right now in both conferences. Nick Whalen's going to join us next from Rotowire. Come on back. It's Beeson. Whether it's your first time betting, or you've been gambling for years. Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.